Welcome to the BridgeWatch Podcast, bringing you up to speed on all things innovation in the shipbuilding and marine industry. My name is William and my job is to provide shipbuilders with innovative tools to increase their productivity. My name is Winston. I'm the co-host along with William and I've been in the marine industry for 26 years. Teach naval architecture at the Marine Institute in St. John's, Newfoundland. And I do marine consulting work, helping companies build better ships faster. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys. This episode of Bridgewatch is brought to you by Enelf Marine, providing shipbuilding software and expert advice to enhance your value stream. Whether you're a shipbuilder, ship owner, or designer, give your team a competitive advantage. Visit enelfmarine.com and let us help you build better ships faster. All right, so welcome to uh, this week uh, Bridge Watch podcast. Welcome, Winston. Thanks. Nice to be here. Welcome to you. For sure. Welcome to our audience. Yep. So today, um, we know from experience that modeling and simulation effort need to increase dramatically. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but it's challenging for shipbuilders to front load program with white collar engineering man hours and yep. of course once the ship is built there's probably insufficient configuration control to reverse engineer a complete digi- digital twin that's right yeah exactly so um <laughs> i i guess really partly we're, we're here today to explore e- exactly what is the digital twin and and maybe reframe it so that it we can think of it more as a digital prototype almost you know and so you know it's not just a collection of 2d and 3d models uh you know we have the ability to take these uh yes they are partly these models but there are other things as well right so uh you know we can um, overlay vital statistics uh and behavioral data for example uh, to simulate functionality which of course is really important not only to the performance version of the twin but also for the manufacturing version right so so it's not only about how the thing behaves out in the real world when it's finished when the actual f- physical asset is finished but how the, how we can use this uh, digital prototype uh, to help us um, model the manufacturing process as well so um, you know being able to simulate scenarios there's all kinds of things during construction process that would be great to be able to simulate first before we actually did the, the, the physical thing. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's begin with the problem itself. So is the digital twin a waste of money or is it seen (laughs) as an undervalued prototype? Cause it is a prototype. Yeah. When actually the, the physical asset, first physical asset you're going to build, is ship number two. That's right, yeah. I, I don't think anyone would argue that, uh, you know, a physical book was created on a, you know, a virtual typewriter, right? And and right. so, we, right, it's that whole thing. So, yeah, let, let's jump in here because I think that, you know, is the digital twin a waste of money is an excellent question, right? So let's let's talk about that. Yeah, and what do we mean by the the ship digital twin being right. a waste of money. Right. Well, there's a bunch of things there. It's data intensive. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, and it's a never in the a never ending 
endeavor. These are real concerns to be to be discussed to me, right? Right. Yeah, you bet. So so let's I mean, okay, so it's data intensive. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a waste of money, do you think? I mean, there's lots of things that are data intensive, like like the fi- the financial industry is is all about data, but certainly it's not a, you know, the, the data in that industry is not a waste of money and and I think that you know, People who uh, think of the digital twin as a waste of money really aren't digging into the the the, the benefits that this this digital prototype can provide for them, right? Yeah, and let, let's dig in a little bit more to mm. in the why do we think it's a waste of money because yep. it's data I- intensive. To me, we looked at our industry. There's a lot of stakeholders um, within a project. Only within a shipyard, there's a lot of department. There's hundreds of people managed by tens and fifties of managers and tens few directors and so on and so forth. And these are siloed kind of siloed department. So if mm-hmm. you arrive with the technology, then you're gonna you're not gonna create a new business, a new way to do business because of technology. You're just gonna create new innovation silos. Okay. Why you're gonna create new innovation silos? Because at the beginning it's unstructured and disorganized so that means that the data floating is unstructured and disorganized so that means that the, the data is not um it's going to be very costly so people see that as a waste of money it's going to be very right. costly to use that data in an organized and structured way because data is new it's new that we right. we do business with data and in today's world um a soundbite that i took from uh denis moray the um co ssi uh, co ceo at um ssi with ship constructors that mm-hmm. data is the enterprise second most valuable asset right yeah the first one being people yeah and and i i agree with you i i think we're still trying to figure out how to effectively use data and and create the the um the, the pathways so that all of this data is sort of free-flowing to the people that need it, right? So it's not that the data is a waste of money, and it's not that the systems are necessarily a waste of money, but we're wasting money because we're not really good at dealing with the data, maybe. Yeah. And do you think this is partially because we're we're really focusing on short-term thinking and time cost and time of delivery of the project yeah and that that is absolutely the case it's always you know rush 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 so and you know i can totally you know i've worked for a long time in in boat yards and shipyards and and i do recognize the the pressure of the deadlines uh but at the same time 
in order to improve the business, uh, sometimes you have to go, okay, well, we're going to spend a little bit of extra money so that we can invest in our data systems so that we can actually use the data that, that is being provided and that we're creating in order to uh, uh, kind of minimize the long-term uh, time and cost of delivery, right? In the short term, yes, you know, things are going to go slow because we're not really good at utilizing all of this data and taking advantage of it because we just don't have the, the systems material maturity yet. But, you know, we'll never get the system's maturity unless we take the time to, to invest and, 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 and to build up the, uh, the, the, the systems and, and personal expertise. Right. So what's, what, yeah. it, you know, Dennis is probably thinking that people are the number one asset, right? Which is, uh, you know, I'd agree with that. So we have to teach the people how to use the data. How to, we need to teach the, the most valuable asset how to use the second most valuable asset in the most effective way, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the, the, there's, again, people see, see the digital twin as kind of a waste of money, mm-hmm. something very costly, because yes, like there's a lot of data, and um, it, we're still co- focusing on building the ship. So that keeping in mind, it's a never-ending endeavor, yeah. right? It's yeah, it's never-ending. So people they're saying, yeah, it's costly because I don't see the end of it, right? So yeah. that, and to me, that is very um, that is very powerful to say because. It's it's valuable. It, it is something new. It is something that everyone's um, want to do. But it's just that we don't have the time to really figure out what it is and put all the pieces together one at a time. And I was uh, looking at um, um, the U.S. Navy twenty billion. Mm. Twenty-one billion twenty-year project. Yeah. So the goal there is modernized. Four shipyards. Right. So it's create a digital twin of four shipyards, so they can um, they can simulate workflows, catch inefficiencies yep. in future uh, shipyard layout. So they're 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 putting that together. However, they're the Congress is focusing on building on delivering two general our Ford class aircraft carrier. I don't know, you know if you know the general um, do, yeah, R4 Ford class, so. yep. but they're huge. And so they're, they're focusing on building, building the ship. So focusing on delivery time cost, instead of focusing on putting the place for the future. So um, that to me is, um, is why it's a never completed endeavor is because, we're focusing on too much thing at the same time. Yeah. For them, they said, let's focus on the configuration of the shipyard mm-hmm. instead of, let's have a digital twin of the shipyard instead of having the digital twin of the ship. Okay, at least they did not try to do these two at the same time, but they're still trying to build something else while uh, wanting to do that innovation. So to me, we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot if we're saying, let's innovate, but but um focus number one is to do it the old way yeah right yeah so i you know there's a couple of interesting things there that i'd like to speak to just for a minute and the, the first thing is um shipyards have 
kind of, we, we might be slow, but we're always evolving, right? So this is a perennial problem, you know, so mm-hmm. this, this getting used to dealing with, with data and a new way of doing things. I mean, you know, we used to build ships of wood, then we moved to steel, we used to build stick build them, and now we build them in modules and, and blocks. And so we're constantly evolving. And, and as far as being a, a, a never completed endeavor, I think that's true for every industry and it will be always be true for us too, uh, be, because we're we're always having to spend money on doing things better and, and being more efficient. So, you know, if you were to take a snapshot of how ships are built in 2021 and compare them to how they were built in in 1921, you would see a, a completely different uh, operation happening. And and in terms of right. right, you know, so so this is this is never going to go away. So I don't mind the fact that you know sometimes it's accused of of uh, being a never completed endeavor uh, you know that 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 goes with every industry i think so uh the other thing that that i i think is super interesting what you were saying there is is about um the the digital twin shipyard that's an interesting concept and it makes sense in a way because you really you really need to have the outlay of capital kind of one time to capture it but then you're sl- then you know as things evolve in the shipyard itself you're updating the the digital twin of the yard but i think it's a, a brilliant way to to uh you know do some of the things that we're going to be talking about later on in the podcast when it comes to actually building a digital version of the ship and how that extends from the design process and just becomes the so i think that's really interesting and i think it's really also really insightful uh for uh you know the u.s navy to, to actually take that endeavor on and, and I applaud them for that and I think that we could uh, we could certainly take a lesson or two there are shipyards here that could take a lesson or two from that right right but again believe it or not the digital twin is the ship prototype yeah. and it's undervalued yeah completely that's agree. pretty clear yeah. it is undervalued and how many times have we celebrate celebrated cutting the first piece of steel right. it's probably more time than you than me but yeah. still <laughs> yeah. i did at my age so yeah. uh, but the digital capability of north american shipyards are behind the times right likely because of like we discussed short-term thinking um then discuss this um we don't we don't see the possibility in automation as other industry. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. And and I, I love your point about, uh, you know, we have this big celebration when steel is cut. When we're doing something physical, that feels like it's the right time to celebrate. When I, I think that's, again completely wrong and undervaluing the the design and manufacture and prototype and that whole side of the 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 business i can totally appreciate how exciting it is to cut steel i've been there and it's it's great um I think, though, that we're missing so many opportunities, uh, though, you know, as we kind of change our focus and think of the the digital prototype as being a 
uh, 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 the giving us the ability to you know to rehearse and to automate and to to work with uh, to work with the uh, the shop floor and the production teams you know to bring them in earlier uh, so that they're not seeing things you know they're not seeing the steel and the the everything for the first time when it shows up on the shop floor they've actually been a part of the planning process and they've actually seen the the digital versions of everything and we're able to have input I think all of that is is so important and then you know I, was, I saw a thing on LinkedIn today I mentioned it to you earlier about the telewelding and the ability the abilities that we're, we're slowly gaining to be able to do some things remotely so instead of having to have a, a you know a, a specialist person on hand to do a certain kind of welding we can actually just hire them in from somewhere else and they can they can do it remotely it, it's incredible some of the things that, uh, that, that that are happening and we need to be a part of this as well you know, in shipbuilding. I mean, yeah. not, not just me and you. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you bet. For sure, but still, it's 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 in our, our it, it's in our, our mind, and we we were born to very when we start to build it. That's where yeah. we kind of start to have something physical and start to celebrate it, like. I never designed something I was going to do in Lego when I was uh, four, right? <laughs> I just started doing, right? Yeah, so absolutely. when you arrive now, you're kind of, okay, you're doing design. Well, okay. Okay, my, my design is done. Okay, it's not... Since once everything is not started to be in place, you, you don't celebrate it. Like my mom was not saying... Oh, nice plan, Will. When I started, it's like, oh, it looks good. I, I, right. I'm, I, I want to see the result, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, how, it's an, our, our we DNA, need to reframe right? that. We really do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure how we can we can do that, but but I mean, I, you know, launching the digital prototype. How, how can we how can we do that, Will? How do we how do we set it up so that there's a, a a virtual bottle of champagne, you know, broken on the 3D model? I don't know what how, what we can do to 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 kind of change the focus so that when the the digital prototype is finished, it's there's a celebration for that, you know, because it's a big deal. There's a, there's a lot of time and effort and money and everything else is, that's gone into building this thing. But uh, but yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I think Excellent. that we're, we're too short. Our, our industry's thinking is, is really short term, you know, and uh, digital twins are, you know, they're they're we're applying them to kind of specialized type things when, when I think that really we should be looking at the entire build program digitally, not just the, the specialty stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. And yeah. I, I did some research on that and there's a lot of interesting things and mm-hmm. we're here. We're two innovative guys. It's called the Marine Innovation Podcast, right? So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we love innovation. There's a bunch of innovation in, in, our, in our industry, yep. but we're not able to really get the grab to what other industries are doing. So, uh, for example, I, I've looked at um, they're using a digital twin to do the estimation of structural fatigue due to wave response. Right. Okay, so that, that that's great. It's the hull of the ship. So they're working to enhance uh, the life of the hull, which can live longer, it's better for uh, the environment, and so on and so forth. It's, yep. it's very uh, front-thinking. It's, 
it sounds like stuff that Lloyd's would put together, but still, yeah. it's it's something very innovative that we like. But we can a ship. We every there's a bunch of people in our industry that like to say that a ship is a city, but in the water. Mm-hmm. So you got everything that you have in a city, but within that ship so it's a floating city so i was like okay let me go look at what our city's doing and do we have a digital twin of a city yeah everyone knows singapore Mm -hmm. they have a digital twin of the city of singapore they're able to manage water they're able to manage a fire department uh multiple things they're able to manage having the data of all buildings and also all underground so they're able to really manage the city well so when i'm and like you say like everyone knows the city of singapore um the quarter of the city can be floods every time they're very open like they uh it's a catastrophe that can happen there uh floods is like quarter of the city mm-hmm. in the next 10 year the expert said it's gonna hit them so they have like our industry they're like the windows of um of the buildings and everything is made for wave response wow but i like the comparison of like okay we're doing wave response for the boat but we're not doing anything digital twinning for inside that city well the city of singapore that is so larger than a ship yeah they're doing it, but they're also doing the small things that we do. Right. It's doing wave response, right? So I love that um, that comparison. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's absolutely very forward thinking of Singapore too. And so it's not just the, the the visual 3D models that they've done, right? They've they've modeled the systems, they've modeled the, the sewage, they've modeled the yeah. electricity grid. You know, they they've modeled the entire thing so that when they're you know, when they're planning new things, they can, they can simulate and see how things are, are going to re- respond and mm-hmm. react. And, and, you know, they they can, they're probably at the place where, or they will be before too long where they can simulate an earthquake and go, okay, well, how is our city going to respond to an earthquake? How is our city going to respond to a flood? How is our city going to respond to fire? You know, and, uh, you know, and in these ways you can plan, okay, well, if we have a fire in, in, in this area, we'll shut down the, uh, we'll make all the lights uh we'll turn all the lights red on the cross streets and we'll open up a a, a, so that the fire trucks can get there right away i mean there's so many ways that you can't even imagine that a digital twin uh, of singapore can be used but uh, you know i think that's very forward thinking and 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 excellent yeah for sure yeah so we started with that um but the, the the physical ship is actually ship number two. Yes. Yeah. So shipbuilder, ship owners that invest in a full digital prototype, which is in our eyes ship number one. Right. Gain valuable insight, optimize construction, and can measure cost saving, efficiencies, and better see profit margin because they're able to do it prior to the construction and they're able to simulate a bunch of things. So. Is it much more of an investment than what we are already doing? Then discuss your experience and share stories of how the digital prototype has added value. Imagine having a hundred million vessel to build. Then imagine allotting 30% of that build to the digital prototype. Right. What 
would this new approach to shipbuilding accomplish? Yeah. Will it cut the man hours for building uh, a hundred uh, a nine hundred ceiling panel system by forty five percent just by using it? I. There's a big question there. So if we can, uh, s- yeah. So, yeah. So can I speak to your example for a second? Because that is an, that is an excellent point. We we uh, you know we have a, a shipyard that we work with in Europe, and one of the tools that that they uh, are using is something that we we use as well. And you know what we learned is that by using the digital twin and and the idea of the digital prototype, they were able to save right. how much. How much? How much time per panel? They cut the time in half, didn't they, or the cost in half? Forty-five percent. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah, so just about half uh, on how many panels? Nine nine hundred in this example, right? So so yep. so that is significant, right? Is you know so this this is money that would not have been saved necessarily uh, had we not been, had access to uh, a digital prototype or a digital twin. And you you had mentioned that uh, that the digital twin, uh, you know, it's really not a big stretch. Uh, from the the design that we already have. So, I mean, we we talk about design and and then maybe when does design become the prototype? Well, the design almost flows and becomes the prototype. So it's not like we're, oh my God, we have to spend all this extra money on a digital prototype. We're almost there, right? We we almost, you know, in terms of the design work and and the manufacturing design work and what we now call the detail design, and I'm hoping that's going to change as well too to, to actual digital shipbuilding because that's what we're doing. When we do detailed design, yep. it's digital shipbuilding. Um, so, you know, I, I can actually speak to uh, uh, some anecdotal evidence as well. This wasn't a digital prototype, but but it, it will give you the flavor of how much money is saved uh, on sister ships. So I, I worked at a, a, a builder in uh, in Vancouver for a number of years, and we built uh, 30 of this particular type of, uh, of boat. It wasn't huge. It was like 70, 70 feet. Uh, but yep. the fact is, is that we had good data on uh, 30 of these things that we were building. So the first one took about I'll say 50,000 hours, roughly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And by the time we got to number 30, our average uh, labor time to build that exact same replica of the same thing was down to uh, half. It was, it was similar. It was about right. 23,000 hours. And uh, so, so that, I mean, that represents, and the quality you know, our warranty claims were a lot smaller too, right? You know, so the mm-hmm. first, the first one in particular, because we were developing all the tooling and stuff, but by the time we got to number 30, we had it down pat, we could, you know, knock it out in 23,000 hours and the quality sure. was much higher. Yeah. So, you know, my argument and our argument is that the, if we think of the, uh, the digital twin as being the digital prototype and being ship number one and the physical asset being ship number two, we can work out a lot of those quality issues and a lot of those manufacturing issues on the digital prototype. And that means that 
ship number two can be built that much quicker at that much higher quality, right? And so quality's improved a lot then in ship number two, right? Because we've worked out a lot of the bugs uh, in, in ship number one. So I think that that lowers the, the, uh, the, the risk, uh, both the owner's risk and the manufacturer's risk. The owner's risk in that, sure. you know, two, three, four years down the road, they have a higher quality vessel where things aren't going to go uh, wrong. And from a shipbuilder's point of view, uh, less in warranty claims because we've worked out all of the the potential issues or some of the at least or hopefully most yep. of the issues <laughs> on the on the digital prototype, right? So the digital prototype being one, and uh, and the, uh, the the physical asset being shipped to ship two. So I think that you know we really do need a a, a paradigm shift where where the detailed design. Uh, part of the build or, or of the design process is really does a demarcation and actually what we're doing now is we're calling that where the the build process of ship one starts right we're going to digitally build the ship we're going to bring in <laughs> our manufacturing guys and and let's let's walk through the how the manufacturing is going to be if we had right. access to the digital shipyard, who knows how we might be able to improve the stages of construction and improve the workflow, generally speaking. So, yeah, I think that, that um, you know, the question is really, I mean, as a, as a ship owner, do you want ship one or do, or do you want ship number two, right? And, and, and I right. think that, again, the beautiful thing about the, 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 the digital prototype is it can go on then and be the digital performance twin. So again, we finished the, the manufacturing or the the the, uh, the production prototype, and now we can. This prototype can now live its life uh, alongside of the physical asset, and we have a performance uh, uh, and in-service support digital twin. You know what I mean? So that when we're planning surveys or planning refits, refit work or whatever, just like the city of Singapore, you know, we have this, this, uh, asset that we can experiment with. We can do the what if kind of things. And, uh, you know, so it's not that we, you know, when the digital prototype is done, we flush it, it's gone. No, of course not. Now we just take that same thing. And just what you mentioned earlier in the podcast too, about it's so much more work to, reverse engineer a digital twin, right? Rather than take the idea from the beginning that, okay, look, we're going to build a full thing. We're actually going to launch this digital twin. And then we're going to build ship number two, the physical asset. The ship owner owns both assets and both assets are highly valuable and can be used in the future for so many things. So... so yeah. yeah. There, there's so much ways to be able to see... Yes, it's valuable during the construction uh, to do maintenance and like um, uh, there's a, f a funny example that I found like uh, <laughs> the reason why uh, the NASA were able to have Apollo 13 to get back to Earth is because they had a twin of um, of the ship. They, know, they have yeah. a twin of it. Um, so they were able to predict and evaluate on the ground what they needed to do so yep. they, they had exactly all the uh they know exactly what equipment was on board so they were able to really do some like on the fly maintenance and save them right so yeah. that's that that's an example on term of the the predictive maintenance and as well as being ship one when you have um a ship one 
you're always improving, like you said, in ship two. Um, there's a shipyard here in Canada that are doing some repair work on three ships mm-hmm. uh, that we purchased from um, from another country. And one of my friends working on the refit of them said there's one that is a nightmare and the two others are nice, right? Or pretty cool to work with. So, so, so we, that's... which is which? Uh, well, which one is the nightmare? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of the three. I'm talking about the uh, middle icebreakers um, okay, gotcha. purchased from Sweden. Right. But which one of the three is the nightmare? Uh, I don't recall. And I, I'm if I knew, I, I'm not sure I would say it. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, is it, is it the prototype? My friend Cool Is it the first, guys? first one built? That was, that was really my question. It, is. it, it, it is. was the first one built. It yeah, is. that's really my question. Right. It was the first one built. Uh, so, and if we looked at something else, I'm I'm a big uh, Formula One fan, mm-hmm. and every year they release a new car. So they have their physical asset. So they do the digital asset of it. They do a bunch of testing. Then they do a physical asset of it. Yep. And during the year, they improve on stuff. Yeah. They're able to say, oh, okay, uh, next year we need to improve on this, we need to improve on that, we need to improve on that, we need to improve on that. So I'm thinking about the the, the big ship owners of this world that are purchasing new boat every year and they're always investing to have add more boat to their fleet. So if they're able to have that digital asset that can move and improve and always stay there then the physical asset will always be evolving you will never have some kind of surprise because it's the same asset that goes through so again um i think the question of the day and we're we want everyone uh to, to comment on that and to give us more insight Please, on, it, yeah. on it but yeah. uh, the question of the day is that do you want ship one or ship two to be the first built out of the shipyard yeah absolutely the case yeah so and also guys uh, in terms of, of commenting please uh, go to innovmarine.com and uh, comment on anything that we've said and we'd also like to hear if, if you uh, disagree with us absolutely we want to we want to know why you think that the uh, why you disagree with us and uh, we, we'd certainly like to, to talk about uh, you know uh, alternatives uh, we're, we're open to to, uh, to hearing what you have to say so Uh, I guess uh, that's it for us for today, Will. Yeah, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, go to our website, innovmarine.com slash bridgewatch. And uh, we have a space there for you to put comments and questions. Be part of the conversation. We'll see you in two weeks to chat more about the exciting news in our industry, to chat more about what... It's coming in terms of innovation. How can we make our industry better? And like Winston said, share our comments there. And who knows, maybe your subject will be the next topic of our show. Thank you and see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks.